0: I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The Brownsville Navigation District and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers signed a joint agreement to begin work on deepening the Brazos Island Harbor ship channel from 42 feet to 52 feet. Here's Port Director Eddie Campirano.
1: I believe sincerely uh, and in my heart that this will be the most significant of all the deepenings. this has much more significance especially to the future sustainability of the port so this is a big deal
0: port director campirano gave a historical overview of efforts to deepen the port of brownsville
1: going into 2007 congressman ortiz was successful in getting the port some money to initiate the reconnaissance study and so that was at the beginning when we got there we were finishing up the reconnaissance study and then we moved on to once the reconnaissance study was done and basically the reconnaissance study was done by the Corps to determine that there would be federal interest in the project and so once that was determined yes this project makes sense, and there's federal interest. Then we move to the process of getting the feasibility study going. That's what began in 2007. So, Ortiz,
2: Solomon Ortiz, started started that. Yes, and he was when, our... S- then when you asked me to get fernthold to come to the port, and I did that, uh-huh. when was that?
1: Well, oh, well, that from, would from have been... That probably would have been, you know, somewhere's over here. Because if you think about it, he replaced Salomon Ortiz. Correct. So, when you go... You know, after his uh, assuming that seat, then when he became our our congressman, and we work with him. So, so you know, there's been that transition. And of course, we've had a lot of you know, most recently and Now we have a new congresswoman. You know, and, and plus we've had a whole lot of federal partners. You know, we've had, of course, the senators. We've had our, our valley delegation. You know, Henry Cuellar, You know, Cuella, you know uh, uh, Vicente. Others uh, in Texas. You know texas the great thing about some of our texas reps regardless of what party is they understand maritime and so they know the importance of these projects so you know we've gotten support from throughout uh, don young was an incredible supporter from alaska uh, Bud schuster i mean so yeah. there's been a lot of people that have and these projects unfortunately don't happen fast so if you think about it we were at it approximately 15 years to get to this point there's others that have been working you know for for much longer so it, it's all about i mean i i, I applaud the commission they would have been easy to give up and let's go on to something else but you know this is the most important project for the future of the port and we're very happy it came together quickly it was done differently the funding sources the traditional funding source you know we got money from the jobs act and so we're so excited to be here at this point.
2: Next decade, what percentage, about 50% of the
1: 32 of the 16? No, 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 what no. There's percentage... two pieces. This is, we're only here to talk about focusing on what we call phase two. Right. That's the only part that we and the core will be involved in. Phase one is being done completely by next decade, completely by them. Wow. So when you maybe put it all together, that's a good 50 60 percent of the entire project that they're taking on that responsibility yeah it's so significant and that's really what this made this program unique in the sense that how do you leverage that private sector investment against getting the public project done and that's why this is being done as a p3 the first ever of its kind for the core especially as a navigation project
2: but it's a first. So they're the biggest part in the private oh, sector. Oh without here. a
1: doubt. Without that's why they're here. We they need to be recognized.
2: You mentioned Congressman Henry Cuellar. What did
1: Henry Cuellar do Well, they've all been supported. You know, along the lines, we've needed support for legislation, we've needed support for the project. You know, there's been word of language involved in getting this project done, authorization yeah. by Congress. I mean, you just don't stop one. You, you gather as many supporters and friends as you can, and you focus where you need the help. So 50 years you're talking about to get here, Go, at, go back
2: to okay. When What did Mistero
1: do? Mister B was involved in the 1990s when the port initiated when we went to 42 feet. Mister uh, B was here. When 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 he left, 42. We went. Remember, we've gone from 25 to 30 to 34, 30. Then we went from 40 to 40. Uh, from 36 to 42 we're going from 42 to 52 so you know there's been an evolution but mr b in the early 90s was, was the last time we were here in, uh, increasing the draft from 36 to 42 feet so you took over after mr b died in 74 yeah. yeah mr b was here through the the most recent deepening when they went from 36 to 42 feet okay and i came in when the discussion was going from 42 to a, a deeper draft Nice. And through that feasibility process, 52 feet was where we fell.
2: So, in reality, you were you, you were the primary CEO of the port during the time feasibility well, turned into where to, we are today. To, to
1: get us here, yes. Nice. I was the CEO. 15 years. Congratulations. So, well, it's a big deal, <laughs> but I mean, it's a lot of people have been involved, Ron. A oh, lot yeah. of people yeah.
2: have yeah. been involved in this. When we were on KBO talking about Marine One and the, and the McDonald's franchise in Florida, you said that was the most feedback you ever had of any yeah, of the programs yeah, we yeah. did talking about that deepening. was the most fun <laughs> program we ever did uh
1: but if you think about I mean not I, you've heard me talk about it. i mean i believe sincerely uh, and in my heart that this will be the most significant of all the deepenings this has much more significance especially to the future sustainability of the port so this is a big deal
2: other than LNG, what's the number two and three and four that are going to come well, ancillary I mean, to I'm the Well, I I'm deepening. telling you,
1: our, our you know our slab vessels want incremental draft. Our other customers, whether in the refined products, want incremental draft. The LNGs don't necessarily need the 52 feet. Their benefit is they get the benefit of the incremental width from going down to 52. That's the plus. The 52 feet, to be honest with you was done to support the nation's interest in offshore oil, kept landfills. Ships, drill ships with thrusters, you know, the, the draft. And so, at the end of the day, they'll be, will open up much more market capability to other cargoes, and it's not about the LNGs. Congratulations.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. We support were on Whitlaw. Uh, right. of course, and yeah. Grand Guardian.
0: Thank you, Real Grandy Guardian news partner Ron Whitlock reports for that interview audio with Eddie Campirano. Real Grandy Guardian editor Steve Taylor spoke to Porter Brownsville Navigation District board member John Wood who was directly involved as a liaison between the Navigation District and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers.
2: The other commissioner said, hey, you're the guy and so I've been involved in all the meetings with the Corps. You were given the job that no one thought could ever get achieved. Well, that and, and it's all in acronyms. <laughs> so, of course the first thing I did, because I've been in those kind of situations before, the first thing I did was, okay, if you want me to come back, you give me a, a list of acronyms so I know what the heck you're talking about. So did you ever, did you think you would get to this point? Yeah. You're always
0: always confident?
2: We've had some really good help, especially with the Corps. The current colonel that's retiring next week, Colonel Dale, he's been excellent the last three years, Um, and and staff members of the Corps have been really, really good, And, and we've been supportive of what they do and they've helped us, and LNG coming in, offering what they've done has made all the difference in the world. How much did they chip in? They, they will be and we've not seen their because they have a contract for their part it's going to be over 300 million dollars we estimate around 330 to 350 million dollars is, is what they're going to be paying investing in the whole port? investing in the deep in Just the, channel, the channel from outside to to their back door and we're picking up from their back door up to this point. That's where we got the 69 million from and we'll put in the rest of what it takes to make about 120 million. Mm-hmm. Some of it's in time. As a layperson just watching from the outside, it always seemed as though it was pretty easy for you to get the authorization, but then the appropriation just took a long time. You know, Corpus Christi is starting to deepen their channel. They've been at it 30 years. Before they got their first dollar from the feds, and the issue with the feds—it's great, but they never allocate the, the Congress never allocates the whole thing at one time. So you may get X number of million this time, and you may not get any more for five years, and, and so it's a you know—it's a hodgepodge of things. Whereas this way, with next decade doing two thirds of it, a little more than two thirds of it, um, it's helped. It's helped tremendously. And of course, this is the first public-private partnership that the Corps has had for a deepening of a the channel. They've had one other, but it wasn't deepening of the channel. So it's new to them also. And and they've been good about listening to us and listening to the next decade on what really needs to be done so it can be accomplished. And your title or you, your role was the liaison with the federal government? Yes. How many years did, that, did you play that role? Well, I've been here eight years. So eight years. So it was already going, you know, for seven years before I got here, but it, a lot of things started happening during that period of time that I've been here. Anything else you'd like to say? We're just happy as we can be. It's been a good, it, it's a very good thing. It's good for the entire Rio Grande Valley and all of Texas, really, but especially the Rio Grande Valley. It's going to be good.
0: In 2021, the port of Brownsville moved a record 13.8 million tons of diverse cargo. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.